Hello. Hello. Welcome to Two Girls in Ohio. I'm Kelly. I'm Courtney. And we're excited to be coming at you. Coming at you. Yeah, we are. We're doing it. Um, again, we're recording outside, so if you hear like those bugs, bugs or wind <laughs> or lawnmowers or stuff, we just we didn't want to be inside today, so it just wasn't going to happen. We're for enjoying us. this weather. Yes. Perfect. Um, I honestly, so the Browns preseason game, their first one was this week, and Max was like, football starts tomorrow, and then it's going to be on till February. And I literally was like, oh, gosh. It's a lot. It is a lot. But I do think the Browns, it might be, it's going to be a good year. Yeah, I think we should go tailgating or do something. We should go up to Cleveland at least once for the game. Yeah, for sure. Did you see that Baker Mayfield shaved his beard? No, he did. Yeah, and now he just looks like a chubby... Not attractive guy. And I'm like, wow, that beard. He got married. And I think he just is now like, whatever. Yeah. And so now he just has a mustache. Like, he's trying to do that. Like, it's funny. But, oh, "Oh, get that beard back. (laughs) Oh, sweetie. Mm -hmm. The lower half of your face. We can live (laughs) with it covered. (laughs) You look way chubbier without it. (laughs) Hide that fat double chin. (laughs) Why can't girls have beards? Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) That's why we have long hair. Oh, that's right. That's it distracts. Right. It distracts. It sure does. Um, so, yeah, all things fall, I feel like, are coming. I heard that they're going to um, do pumpkin spice lattes, like, way sooner than they ever have before. I wouldn't be surprised. I I just like pumpkin. I, I just like pumpkin flavoring in general. I do, too, but I think I like it because of the time of the year. Oh, that's true. I mean... Um, like we've been like making iced coffee all summer cause it's just been so fucking hot. But this morning actually, I like didn't want the coffee that was in the refrigerator. Like I went and like brewed hot cause it's been chilly. Ooh, yeah. So I think you're right though. Like I wouldn't want it until like mm-hmm. it's now. Yeah. Definitely. I just remember at OU whenever it would start and you'd like wake up in the morning to walk to class. So you'd put on your like jeans and your Ugg boots because it was like kind of fall. <laughs> But then by the time you got out of class at noon to go to lunch, you were like... It was 80 degrees. Yes, and you'd be like, God damn it. And now you're like up on campus all day in your Ugg boots, and other girls are walking around in tank top and shorts, and you're like, ugh. I really jumped the gun on this Ugg boot situation. That's so true. And you'd be sweating to death by the time you came home. Yeah, you're like, ooh, that was too much. It was. But at 8 a.m., it was like 60 degrees, and it was perfect to wear that. Yeah. Well, and when you're sitting in your air-conditioned class all day, too when you pop out at noon you're like oh gd did not know did not know it was this hot outside or if you're in bentley it was that hot inside the building yes. so it didn't really matter oh, the buildings without i wonder if they got that shit so yeah there's football and pumpkins and back to school so courtney and i decided that we would compile our list of if any of you listening are going back to school i don't know if anyone listened would be but i feel like also just it doesn't need to be going back to school it could just be like Fall is a very fresh start of things in general. Yeah. So maybe if you need just a fresh start or you're moving or you're starting a new job, I think any of these would apply, but it's going to be a lot more about college because we're talking about that. But just our four biggest tips for go if you're, like, heading into a new thing or you were – like, something I would want someone to tell me when I was a freshman. Yeah. Okay. Do you want – do you want to do all of them at once or do you want to go, like, one by no, one? No, I think, like, you do one and then I do one and then you do one. And you might say one that, like, I had to. I'm pretty sure we'll have some of the same Yeah. Ones. And so we'll just, like, okay. collaborate on it. But what's your number one? Oof. I don't know. Um, 
Okay. No, I do. My number one is go getting involved. Like, yes. I, I can't stress that enough. Yeah. Whether you're going to high school, whether you're starting a new job, whether you are going to go join a club in town, like, whatever it is, go get involved. Join something. Join something. Yes, I regret you did that, and I just ended up mooching off of the friends you made by doing you. that. But <laughs> I had the opportunity to, and that's my biggest regret, is I was in the dance program at OU, and I took the classes, but I never auditioned to be in any of the shows, or I never you know, did any of that, and I really regret it because I was in classes with these people for years and they knew me but they never really knew me because in dance class you don't have time to chat yeah. but I mean they were all really good friends and I think I just missed out on a lot of opportunities and I think I kind of told myself like I have other friends I don't need that but looking back now I feel like that's a really big piece I really wish I would have joined something and I feel like if you're gonna go like I can't when someone asks me or they ask advice or whatever or I just give my opinion which more likely um, that if you're going to go to a community college, that's great. Go do that. Go get your shit done. Go get a job. Great. But if you're going to go to a four-year college and you're going to go to a university, go to a university. Yeah. If you're just going to go sit in your dorm room, don't waste your fucking money. Right. Just go to that community college, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you go to college to meet people, to do things, to be a part of something. And if you're not going to go do that, there's – absolutely no reason for you to be there right well i feel like so much of it looking back like i don't remember what the hell i learned in poli sci no no i think that could have been one of the classes i failed but (laughs) (laughs) but i remember a lot of like life lessons i learned Mm -hmm. and like i feel like you do way more of that in college than you even do like Mm -hmm. whatever the hell your gpa was yeah and a lot of that is putting yourself out there which is a big thing like but you have to just base it on Everyone else doesn't know what the hell they're doing either. They're new. No one. And I think a lot of it was that happened to me is I met people in my dorm room, which is great. But at the end of the day, the next year, I didn't have anything in common with them anymore because I didn't live by them. And I found out we didn't have a lot in common in general other than living in proximity. And so I didn't move a lot of my friends with me because we didn't have anything in common anymore. Whereas if I just would have went and joined something... At least I know I have something in common with those people. We all wanted to join the chess club or whatever the hell we joined, you know? So, like, it doesn't necessarily matter what it is. I think just being a part of something and knowing, like, and then if you don't like it, you don't go back to it. You can don't have to do it anymore. Yeah. You can go do something else. (laughs) Yeah. Even, I hate to say it, but even, like, joining a sorority or fraternity. Like, if that's your thing, sure, do it. Do it. I would have not liked it, Mm -mm. but I still wish I would have joined something I feel like we ended up making our own sort of club in general. But, no, mm-hmm. I look back, and that's something that I definitely wish I would have done. But mm-hmm. that's a good one. That was on my list, too, was, like, join something or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, my number one thing, which I think is not going to be a shock to anyone, be single. <laughs> I don't give a fuck if you dated your boyfriend for eight years, and he's so great, and he's the love of your life, and it's going to be your high school sweetheart. I don't care. You are going to become a different person. And unless you're the most mature human ever in the world with your partner having to be the most mature person too, 
you're going to grow and do different things. And if your judgment is clouded based on what this other person wants you to do or how this other person thinks you are and you want to be somebody new or different, which it's the time of your life to be somebody new and different, you're not. You, those experiences are going to be taken away from you because you're going to be thinking of it as, I have to act like blah, blah, blah's girlfriend. I can't act like this new person I want to be. I didn't take my own advice. I went to I was going to say, oh, it, it feels, this feels like we've been here before. Uh-huh. Um, Courtney and I both went to college with boyfriends. Oh, yeah. You, you broke up with him. That was pretty Fall early. quarter. No, let's be real. He broke up with me, and it was very, I mean, duh. That's who's, a great story. Who's trying to date somebody that's a freshman at OU? You're an idiot. <laughs> Get out. Well, that's my boyfriend who's very controlling. For that exact reason, you're a freshman <laughs> at OU. You're like fresh meat Get for everybody. Here. Yeah. And I had never gotten attention like that from people, from boys like that, really. And so I, I just didn't really know how to handle it. And then he was very jealous, and I found myself not doing a lot or just, like, constantly coming back to Columbus to be with him. And it was stupid, and I broke up with him, and I, thank God I did. And then I was single for a long time. But Because here's the other thing, just, like, if you join a club and don't like it, quit. If you break up and you want to get back together with them, it'll happen. Yeah. Like, it's not worth standing. I mean, how many people did we see standing outside of parties, fighting with their so-called yes. significant other, wasting weekends, just being pissed off at one another because somebody wasn't doing the other thing that somebody else wanted? Like, it's really not worth it. It's not. And you just close yourself off to so many opportunities and... You know, I'm all about relationships too. Like, have a relationship. I think you should understand what that's about. But I think you should date. And my mom always gave me that advice. Like, she's like, date whoever you want. Date however many people you want. Like, mm -hmm. this is the time in your life to do it. So, be single. If you, I always tell my friends this always. If you even have it in your mind for a second that you want to break up with them, break up with them. Oh my god. Because it's not yeah. worth being. It's not worth being with somebody and thinking like, I don't know, is this right? Is it right? I don't know. You're wasting so much of your time, and if that thought is even crossing your mind, you're not as happy as you should be because the person you want to be with, you should just want to be with them. Now, when you're older and married, when and you're like, older, shit happens. Shit's like, yeah, yeah, you're gonna but think in your head like, when you're this is hard. To but no, 21. when you're 18, yeah, that's when you should be able to just be like, nope, don't have time for this to be this hard. No. It shouldn't be this hard yet. No. It'll be that hard one day because you'll have to work really hard at it because that's how relationships work. But <laughs> when you're 18, it shouldn't be that hard. No. Life should be fun. Yes. Go have fucking fun. That's Go also something fun. else. <laughs> um, uh, one of mine was don't be afraid to make new friends. Yeah. Uh, that's the same thing with friends as it is with a significant other. If you don't like the people you're around, go away from them. Yeah. Do not stay with the same people if you do not like them. Like, that's no reason. Don't be afraid to hurt their feelings. I mean, you don't need to be a bitch about it. But yeah. just, we don't like the same things. I'm sorry. No. Um. Oh, know who you're drinking with. Yes. So that was going to be my thing Um. that I was going to say was don't it's hard because i don't want to say don't drink too much because that's not true but i think know the setting in which you're yes. drinking yes always have a friend and even though it's like opening weekend and you're just brand new and blah 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 you can still find somebody that you can relatively trust in a few hours of getting to campus 
and go with those people and stay with those people and have a conversation with those people that you don't leave without each other and you walk home together at night. Mm-hmm. And those are all real things that can keep you safe and are keep easy. Keep you alive. Yeah, it's easy. That's my daddy. So I say, don't get cut from the herd. <laughs> don't. Don't. <laughs> like, and I think... There's so many things that I look back and I was too drunk and I was like, that's a stupid mistake that I shouldn't have been that drunk, but that's going to happen to everybody. Mm -hmm. But I think just if the situation does not feel good, does not feel right, it's okay to excuse yourself and be like, I'm going to leave or I think we should go. Yeah. Or like, that's fine. If you want to be here, can you walk me home first? Like we talked about, like Mm -hmm. you're not being paranoid. You're not being weird. You're probably being smart. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, and you can go do those weird things. Like, how many how many times did we go to initial party where we knew everybody and then we met somebody new and then we went somewhere else and then we went somewhere else? And as we went through the night, we, like, knew less and less people. People, yep. But you always made sure you still had a person with you. Yeah. And if you didn't... If you didn't know where you were when you ended, you still had your person with you. And now if you'd have been alone and kept doing that, that's a problem. That was my thing always about one-night stands. I It literally, to me, didn't have anything to do with the, like, sluttiness of it. Like, do what you want. I don't care. But to me, it's more like, uh, am I going to your house? Like, that's weird. <laughs> I don't know you. You could kill me. I don't am want I you in my house. Your house. Like, I have roommates. What if you're a serial killer and then you kill them? So, like, it wasn't necessarily for me about, like, the, like, sex of it. It was just, like, the, I don't know you. Like, you're, You're weird. Get away. Well, you might not be weird. You might be fine, but I don't know that. I'm not chancing it. So, like, no, I'm not going to go to your house. Like, I feel like there were so many times at the end of the night the guy for sure thought I was coming to their house and I would just, like, turn to you and be like, all right, you ready to go? Ready to go home? And they'd be like, damn it. Yep, let's go. What? We have to go eat. I don't know. I don't know you. You say you live in that apartment down there. (laughs) That you do, Buster. Take me in an alley then. (laughs) Like, what? Um, Uh, What's your next one? um, Oh, I just had a good one. Oh, get a job. Oh. Well, that goes in turn with, like, if you get involved. If you don't get involved, you should for sure have a job. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you need one the whole time. No. Like, get your bearings, get your things. But I do feel like at a certain point, you should have a job or, like, a responsibility. A responsibility. So, like, if you are joining something, get, like, be, like, what were you on? SAB? I know, but, like, weren't you something? Didn't you have a title? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, you didn't get paid for that, but you had to be somewhere at a certain Mm -hmm. time, and you had meetings, and you had shit to do. Right, right, right. I started teaching dance classes, mm-hmm. so, like, I had to be up Saturday mornings and go to them mm-hmm. and be there. And you had to, like, and, like practice your dance yes, routines. Yes, I just think at a certain point, you need to have some responsibility before mm-hmm. leaving college. Yeah. So that way, you don't, it doesn't slap you in the face of, like, oh, wait, I'm, like, held responsible to be places and do stuff. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm really hoping that this wind doesn't make this episode just sound like shit. <laughs> I'm feeling my hair blowing around, and I'm like, I'm thinking of what it sounds like when you're on a cell phone yeah. and the wind's blowing outside. Is that what this is going to sound like? I don't know. We'll have to listen to it and see. And if it is, I, I don't know, guys. We won't record outside anymore, but I'm not going to. Nah. Sorry, I'm not sorry. No, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, no. No, never. <laughs> you um, can live through it, but we just won't do it again after no, this. But I'm not, we'll learn yeah, from this experience. Inside. No. Um, okay, my last one is be a good roommate. Yes. I think just be, um, communicate. 
Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That's a way to be a good roommate. Because mm-hmm. you're probably not going to have the same lifestyles. You probably grew up very differently. You mm-hmm. probably have different things. But if you don't communicate to people and tell them what you expect, you can't expect them to read your mind. So you have to tell them what you want, and then they can do it. Yeah. And if you don't, don't expect to be friends with them next year. Yes. You cannot go into a roommate situation and not communicate and just think everything's going to be awesome and think that you're going to live with them again next year and even be friends with them because that's not how it's going to go. Yeah, you're not. My last thing was going to be don't skip class. Yeah, I never did that, so. Yeah, I did that a lot. (laughs) Not as bad in the end, but in the beginning. I think it was just like a – for once in my life, I don't have someone here making me do something. You were also really sick. So, yeah, but that, I mean, yeah. I just, I don't know. There were times where, like, I definitely was like, I could nap or I could go to class. And I'd be like, I'm going to nap. <laughs> and, like, I still have nightmares of, like, showing up to classes and, like, not knowing anything because I never went and, like, all that stuff. And I don't know. Just don't do it. It's not worth it at all. And then I feel like you just get in the habit of, like, then when you get a job that leads to calling off because you feel like you can and it doesn't matter and I just feel like it's a big snowball thing and it caught up with me and I didn't do well in certain classes and it's not good just go just go the nap isn't as good as just getting you a can better nap grade. like in 45 minutes when it's over yes exactly <laughs> you really can it's gonna be okay yeah yeah so that's yeah good advice. that's our advice so uh that's all we're doing this week, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, I got a good one for you. I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna go quick. All right, go ahead. Um, but I'm also, it's somebody I don't know a lot about. I, but um, Max watched the behind the music with me because he was oh. interested. Um, I'm gonna do Fifty Cent. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, let me sound super white again, just like when I did Snoop. Let's get there. Yeah. So his name is Curtis James Jackson the third. I knew it was something like that. Yeah. It was funny. Yeah. He was born in 1975 in Queens, New York. His mom was 15 when she had him. Mm -hmm. He never knew his dad. Mom moved out very quickly afterwards, and he was raised by his grandparents. Oh, okay. Um, But mom would come around every once in a while, um, and he just said he remembered it was, like, really special whenever she would. Um, But she was a drug dealer. Oh, and she ended up being murdered when he was eight. Oh. Um, wow. So, yeah, it was really sad. And then um, when he was 12 years old, he started dealing drugs. Um, he would, like, cook crack at his friend's house, and mm. then they'd go sell it. Makes sense. Yeah. I Like, how do you cook? I'm not sure. Do you think you can Google it? How to cook crack? Absolutely. Yeah. There's probably YouTube videos. There's probably like the book Cooking Crack for Dummies. Cooking Crack for Dummies. <laughs> Let's go get it at Barnes and Nobles. Okay. We could make some money. Um, but apparently he got beat up a lot because he was scrawny, so he joined a boxing club and then he like got beefed up and then people like didn't want to mess with him. Um, he got a gun so that way he would be safe. He was first arrested at 14 and he was sent to rehab. Um, He's really smart. In all the interviews, it's interesting. He was funny. Like, I didn't think he'd be, like, a funny guy, but he was pretty, like, I don't know. He was humorous. Um, He was sent to rehab, and he was like, I wasn't addicted to drugs, so it was dumb to go to rehab. And he's like, but (laughs) I learned that if I sat there and said that, the longer I was going to stay. And he's Mm -hmm. like, so I learned the whole, like, 
hi, my name is Curtis, and I'm an addict. And then you just go through the thing, and then they're like, wow, what a role model person you are. You're great. <laughs> and he's like, and then I got out, and I could go back to dealing drugs. Like, <laughs> he's like, all you have to do is convince the people that you're fine. Of and then it is. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. That's, like, the smarter way to do it, where I feel like the other way people just get very defensive, and they're like, I don't need to be here. And then, it, you know, it's a whole thing. He just was like, okay, sure, I'm just going to tell you what you want to hear so I can leave. I'm great. Um. So at 17, he got busted again. He went to something called Shock, which is like a military incarceration boot camp. Dang. Um, and it was funny because it goes, it worked for me. And he's like, probably not the way they were wanting it to. And he goes, I went right back to my lifestyle after I left. But he's like, but I was never incarcerated again. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, so it did work. It did its job. Um, in 1996, he... Um, Ran into J Master Jam Master J of mm -hmm. Run DMC at a club or something, and he gave him a demo that he'd been working on because he kind of decided that he didn't want to do the whole drug thing anymore. He like wanted a way out, and he had seen Tupac and Biggie and Snoop like go that way. So he's like, "Sure, I'll do that." Um, so he recorded a demo, JML Records, which was uh, Jam Master J. He um, signed him. He was uh, 22, had a baby with his girlfriend, um, and then he was with the Run DMC guy for a while, but he just felt like he wasn't paying enough attention to his career. So he, um, Corey Rooney, a record executive with uh, Columbia Records, he went to him and was just like, hey, here's my demo, take me, whatever, and the guy's like, sure. But he basically went broke because the record advance that Columbia Records paid him, he had to basically pay to get out of his contract oh. with the other place. Mm -hmm. So he basically had no money again, so he went back to dealing drugs. Ah. As um, one does in a pinch. Yep. <laughs> As one does. As one does. Um, so he kind of for a while didn't have a lot he was trying he was just like hustling and like trying to do his own thing and he came out with this um single called how to rob and it basically was just about like if i'm not gonna get to be famous then i'm just gonna rob all these celebrities oh. and so it like talked about like jay-z and eminem and um p diddy and just insulting them and okay. like how he's just basically gonna rob them if he can't be them so it got him no, like people heard about him and a lot of people like wrote this records back to him oh, or whatever. Oh yeah, they do that. Rappers um, do yes. That. So <laughs> rappers do rappers do yeah. that. Yeah. Um so like Jay-Z wrote about him or whatever and that's when they were like, "Hey, if these people are talking about you, then you're somebody even if they're not liking you." Right. Um he got into really bad beef with Ja Rule. And I think a lot of it was because Ja Rule pretended to be, like, street gangster. But, but like, wasn't. 50 Cent was like, no, I really grew up in the streets and deal drugs and you yeah. didn't do that ever, blah, blah, blah. So they, like, got into a huge fight in a nightclub and, like, 50 Cent, like, lit him up. Oh. Well, T.I. So, is super scrawny. Um, no, 50 Cent and Ja Rule. Oh, Ja Rule. You mean Ja Rule scrawny? Ja Rule yes. scrawny. Yes. I'm sorry. My brain, it's not working. No, it's fine. T.I. is, like, pretty scrawny. He's pretty too, scrawny, yeah. <laughs> 50 Cent was not. Um... But then Ja Rule's crew mm. came to his recording studio and stabbed him. 50. Oh, okay. Which 50 was like, it wasn't a big deal. He's like, people like were like writing in the papers like this stabbing. And he was like, I mean, they like stabbed my hand. Like, he's like, I don't know. It wasn't a big deal. And I was like, okay, what? cool. Um, it's a weird perspective. So then like he just had all, I couldn't really tell where this came from. But we all know he got shot. Yeah. So May of 2000. 
um, a car pulled up to him. Well, a bounty was put on his head by somebody. Mm. And um, so he was, like, living in huge paranoia and just thinking someone was out to get him all the time. Um, but a driver came by. He ended up getting nine bullets. There was endless speculation on who it was, but in the end, a lot of people thought it was Murder, Inc., which was Jaw Rules. Um, people. Yeah, people. And the guy who the street said did it ended up dead three weeks later. which 50 Cent denies having anything to do with it, but everyone's like, I don't know, you get what you get and blah, blah, whatever. But he went into, like, hours of surgery. Um, Nine bullets was in him. He, when he came out, he went into seclusion, um, went with his girlfriend somewhere, went to rehab, um, and then just spent a lot of time getting, like, super bulked and buff. But, like, he was super paranoid after that. His label dropped him because they're like, we don't want to deal with this shit. Yeah. So he, no one would take him. So P. Diddy gave him a job as a writer, but wouldn't let him like rap on anything. And there was like one day in the um, like writer's studio where he thought he heard people fighting. And so 50 just like pulled a gun and was like about to like, like shot bullets. Like he didn't shoot anybody, but like P. Diddy like called him into the office and was like, what the, like, this is real. Like you do carry a gun around. Like, what are you doing? And like all stuff, he's like, yeah, people are after me. And like 50 Uh, was like, I was just so paranoid that like everyone was out to get me and whatever. So P. Diddy never called him after that to do anything else. Um, so he basically at this point was like, all right, I have to do this again myself. That's when he started G unit and got his friends and they made the rap group and they went on tour and they kind of got a following. And after they got a following just by doing it like the old school way, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of record labels wanted him. He ended up signing with Eminem and Dr. Dre's label, um, and in 2002, um, he went to L.A. and just met them and immediately, like, Eminem loved him and wanted okay. to be a part of it and all of that. Um, and he recorded Wangsta. <laughs> yep. And it was on the 8 Mile soundtrack. Oh. Um, and then right after that, Jam Master Jay was shot and killed mm. from Run DMC. Mm. And the police speculated, because he was supposed to meet 50 Cent that day just to hang out, and the police speculated that it was meant for 50 Cent. And so there was this whole big thing. That murder was never solved. Um, And 50 kind of wanted to really just get away from that persona and was like, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. And so he really, like, separated himself. Um, And then in 2003, the album came out, Get Rich or Die Trying, and that's the one that was, um, like, in the club. Made him actually rich. Like, that's the first album I ever remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um. And this is a quote from him from behind the music that no. I just have to say because he blew up after that. And he was like, from 2003 to t- 2005, I saw repre- representation of every kind of pussy. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I was just all of a sudden a sex symbol. Um, but So clearly him and his long-term girlfriend and We're the done. mother of his baby went south. Um, in 2005, he came out with The Massacre, um, mm. which that one had like um, – uh, I think that one was like PIMP. Two thousand five. Um, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Um, like maybe twenty one questions. Yeah, or, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, which that's candy shop. Yes, that one. That was master. <laughs> that was candy shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other yeah. two I just said might I have been on Get Rich that. or Die Shining. I remember yeah. I'll take the music candy shop. video on yes. MTV in the morning. You're like, what is happening here? Um. <laughs> so I'll never forget this. Um, when Max and I, when I first graduated, we went back to Columbus. 
we would go do trivia all the time. And so we invited my parents to come one time. <laughs> and one of the questions was, this song is from this rapper, um, 2005 album, The Massacre. And Max was like, it's 50 Cent. And I was like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, I, I like had the album. Like, I listened to it. <laughs> and my dad turned to Max and was like, you know, I've known you for a few years now, and this is the first time I can say I'm embarrassed to know you. <laughs> <laughs> and Max is just like, oh, whatever. But my dad's not a huge rap fan. Um, then he got a bunch of endorsements. Um, he got Adidas with the shoe, like the G-Unit shoe or something. He did a vitamin water endorsement, but instead of taking money from the endorsement, he got equity in the company. Oh. And then Coke bought vitamin mm. water, and he got $100 million. From that, that makes sense. And I was like, that was smart. That was smart. Because he probably would have gotten, like, some millions of dollars to, like, yeah. do the endorsement. But, like, to get to be like, no, I don't want any money right now. Just give me equity in the company. Um, Someone was paying attention to yeah. him. Another beef he had was The Game, who was, like, his protege. Yeah. He, like, helped make him famous. He rapped a lot on his debut album, helped write songs. And then The Game kind of, like, flipped on him and talked a bunch of shit about him and basically just didn't want to be in G-Unit anymore, and 50 was like, that really hurt me because I helped a lot, and he just kind of decided whatever, so fired him from that. But um, And then when he came out with his album, Curtis, Kanye West was coming out with his album the same day, and so 50 Cent, yeah, 50 Cent did this whole thing where he was like, if Kanye West outsells me, I'm going to quit rapping or something like that. So they made it this huge thing, and Kanye West and him didn't actually have any like real like beef with each other but um it was just like a fun rivalry but um it was the largest selling week of hip-hop records ever because kind of, Both of, that. of them yeah um in 2015 he filed for bankruptcy <laughs> so there's that um which i don't know how you get a hundred million dollars and then file for bankruptcy but he had 36 million dollars in debt and he had less than 20 million dollars in assets so the judge gave him a plan to pay back $23 million. In 2017, he finished paying it off. He also got into trouble because he released a sex tape of Rick Ross's um, child's mother, like, so his oh. ex-girlfriend. Yeah. He released a sex tape of her to, like, embarrass Rick Ross. But, like, Rick Ross wasn't even in the tape. It was just the woman. Yeah. And so she sued him. Oh, duh. Yeah. Um... And then I was looking into, because we all thought when we went to Vegas that that nightclub was his. I don't think it was. The piggy bank? No, the vault. The vault. Yeah, or the bank. The bank. It was called the bank. The bank, the bank. Yeah. And I don't no, know why. it was his. No, we li literally, Max was like searching on YouTube or on Google today and nothing ties him to it. He performed there. Why did we think that? I don't know. Wait, Max already Googled it? Yeah, and he was like, you Google the bank and then you Google him and which, by the way, that closed in June That's of 2018. Yeah. But there's nothing like saying he like owned any part of it. Why did we think that? I think just because they played like music from that era. Huh. I don't That's know. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, in 2016, he had a video of him harassing a janitor at the Cincinnati airport. Not a good look. And well, it wasn't a hearing impaired autistic teenager. Great. So the um, parents were wanting to sue, but they settled for him um, making a $100,000 donation to Autism Speaks. And then his last album was released in 2017, and it was a best of album. And that's pretty much 
all he's been doing. Get rich or die trying. He got rich, but ain't nothing happening anymore. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty. You don't hear from him a lot these days either. But the whole bankruptcy thing, man. That'll get you. It will. And it's not. Hear that train in the background, guys? There's two happening right now, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, I think, uh, I don't know. Hip-hop and rap have changed so much, even from, like, 2008, you know, when we graduated high school, to now. It's just so different. The sound of it is completely different. I mean, what they talk about is still kind of the same, but, I mean, it's just very different now. Yeah. And I don't think that those older rappers fit much into no. that scene. A few of them still get, like, um, like features on a yeah. couple things. But I think that's just because of, like, maybe they're easy to work with or they got them cheap or whatever. Yeah, I was going to say cheap for sure. Uh-huh. But it's definitely... Very different. Very different. I don't know if it's good or bad, but... Yeah. That's our, our good friend Curtis. Curtis. All right, who you got for me? Oh, I got Mariah Carey. Oh, homegirl. Homegirl. I don't... Oh, okay, we'll go there. So, she's 50 <laughs> years old. Wow. Yeah, she's had a lot of work done, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, so, sh- that makes sense, though, because I guess when she came out in the 90s, she already was, like, 17? Correct. And that is, okay, so we'll start there. So, that's what's kind of crazy, is that she, when they, when I was watching, or, you know, reading the stuff about her, they, a lot of her stuff is happening, like, they're, like, 1989, Mariah went on a book to or went on um, like a circuit to try and promote this or she was trying to get that. And I'm like, holy shit, like we weren't even born yet. Yeah. Um, so she definitely. OK, so she comes up on the scene. She's trying really hard. She's made fun of as a kid because she's um, multiracial, which I like. I guess I never even realized that until I was watching this. I was like, oh, I, I guess she is. I like didn't even occur to me but she got made fun of because um she's very light-skinned yeah for she's mixed and so she got made fun of a ton when she was little and i i don't know i thought that was weird because it never well i just think it'd be hard because i feel like you you wouldn't feel like you fit in either that's what they said you don't fit yeah you don't feel you can't like find a group at school because you're not black and you're not completely white like it's just different which is dumb yeah, and but. it's still in the schools today that, like, if yeah, you... Yeah, I'm sure you see it. Oh, yeah, if you... And I had... I didn't know this. Like, if you are a light-skinned black person, it's different than being, like, a dark-skinned black person. And, like, there's a very big... Like, the kids joke about it, but, like, I don't think it's funny. No. And I don't think that they probably do either. I think it's more of, like, a haha. I'm just going to laugh because I don't know what else to say about it. Like, yeah. You can't change the color of your skin. So, right. it's, I don't know. I don't like it. Um, okay, so she comes up. Um, she, oh, I have on my paper. Her demo tape was in 1988. Wow. That's when she put out her first demo tape. So, I mean, she's been around. So, she, like, gets her feet underneath of her. And just as she's getting her feet underneath of her, she is now having to compete with Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera. Yeah. They're coming into the scene right after she, um, like, puts out her first album, and she's not able to compete with them. People are more interested in them than they are her. Mm-hmm. Um, so she starts – or so she works on another album, and she puts out Butterfly. Mm-hmm. No. 
She puts out Glitter. Glitter is I thought the, Glitter was the movie that she made that was horrible. It, yes. Oh, okay. So she goes on a promotional tour and, like, works, like, day and night on this thing, works herself, like, to complete exhaustion, and she ends up checking into a, like, mental health facility because she's completely exhausted over it, and it never... It never yeah. does well. Yeah. Like, she wasn't willing to accept. Like, she heard it wasn't doing well. And this is when she's competing with, like, Britney Spears and all of them coming up. And their music just, like, going crazy at that time. And she's like, this isn't going to happen. I, I put so much time and money into this. Like, it's going to succeed. So she went on this giant tour to try and promote it, and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And she went back to her family's house and her family was like, she's in disarray. So that's who checked her into the like mental health facility. So all of that happens. She's married to this old guy. He, I want to say he was her record producer. Yeah. yeah. And so that's like what made the next part weird. So she's married to this old guy. And they start to, they get separated. She wants to do her next album, Butterfly. And then... It's, like, all goofed up because she's trying to make a new album with, like, a new image. And her soon-to-be ex-husband is in the talks of what it should look like. Hmm. So she feels, like, really conflicted and she feels restrictive and doesn't like it. So I don't know if she left. This is how I figured out all the stuff about, like, the record companies. Like, what you were talking about with 50 Cent, how he, like, broke even on it. Same thing happened to her is that she bought herself she bought the rights to like her last seat like the last record she put out with that company she got divorced put out butterfly with a new with virgin okay. i'm pretty sure that's was the last person Didn't she, she end up with. like being with the head of the virgin record guy too i thought so but i couldn't find any record oh, okay. of that i thought so too but i i didn't see that um so she puts out that and that's like great it's like a whole new side. No one's ever seen. It does really what songs well. Are on that? Um, I think it's like We Belong Together. Um, let me do a. But. Um, uh, what was I saying? It did well. It does really well. Um. Oh, my God, 20 years later, the Butterfly album. Oh, my God. Uh, it was from 1997 is when that came out. But so when did Glitter come out? Before that. No. Yeah, that's why I'm saying no, it's No, because I remember Glitter. Yes, so do I. Hold on. Because I Glitter, thought, she was still I thought married. Butterfly was like her first album. No, Glitter was. Yeah, 2001 film. Did they have it goofed up? Because Butterfly was a huge success, and that's what, like, made her. And then she did Glitter, and Glitter sucked so bad. I wonder if they goofed. That's weird. What were you reading? It was an Eat True Hollywood story, which is weird because... Did you have to watch different parts of it? Like, part one, uh... part two, part three? Because I did that with Taylor Swift, and it's only because I know a lot about her that I knew it was, like, going in the wrong order. Like, they had listed part one, but it was really part three. Okay. Oh man. Oh nuts. <laughs> I didn't have secondary sources? Oh nuts. Anyway, 
Well, butterflies good. Glitter's bad. Glitter's bad. But they said that like, gli- okay, so then this doesn't make sense. Then what I'm saying. Eh, it's Whatever. Fine. So whatever. She finally gets a divorce uh, from the old guy at the record company. Um, she has a serious relationship after that, uh, but then after three years of being together, she just is like, nah, that's not really what I wanted. She gets to, or they just separate. Um, and then she meets Nick Cannon. I was going to say, get me too, Nick Cannon. Yeah, so Nick Cannon, he's a little loony these days. Yeah. But then he, Mariah Carey asked him to be a dancer on one of her music videos, and he said no. So he says that's how he got her attention is because people didn't say no, no to, her. to her. Yeah, yeah. especially like a backup dancer. You're not going to be like, right. no, I'm not going to do your video. So he says that's like his claim to how he got her attention. Um, and it was like soon after they hit it off. Um, the real story to me is like the after. So they weren't they were married for less than 10 years. They had twins during that time. Um and Nick Cannon was the one to file for divorce. Huh. And um, when he filed for divorce, he said that he they're still going to be friends, like they're still a family, like never gave any details as to like what happened or what it was. Just that was it. Yeah. They got divorced and they co-parent like really hard. Either one of she got in a relationship and was engaged to like some billionaire, um, but that was really short lived. Nick Cannon really hasn't had any relationships, and he talks about it. and He's like, I'm just not ready to like date somebody yet. I know eventually I'll have to. Does he have someone now? Maybe he could. Um, but I thought I heard something and it was like insane. Like I was like, they do not belong together. Well, they said even as. Like, even in 2018, like, the Christmas of that year, Mm -hmm. last year, that they went to, they did it together. Like, they vacationed together over the holidays. They were together as a family so the kids could wake up. So, I mean, the twins are almost seven years old, I think, now. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like they still spend a ton of time together. But... I guess, like, Nick Cannon's sources, people say that they're afraid that they would get back together, and, like, they don't want that. Hmm. So, I don't, to me, it almost seems like a weird, like, following, like, a little puppy dog situation. Like, he's always just followed her around and done whatever she has said to do. Yeah. And I wonder if that's still kind of the situation, that he hasn't gotten remade or hasn't been in the public eye because she doesn't want him to or really like yeah he thinks maybe they'll get back together or whatever um but they very much are still still together a lot um does he still host america's got talent i think he does okay i think he does and that's because you still see him on tv yeah that's probably how he has like a decent amount of money still but um but what about her um um lip singing did you like read into that okay so what's weird about that is so that was new year's eve uh right okay what's weird is that's not the only goofy weird thing that she's done for singing for people there's like 
and I don't even understand what exactly happened, but like she sang for somebody, some foreign overseas like group of people and it was like a known not like terror group but like they were linked to like really shady things Hmm. and she didn't know it I guess when like they booked them or something and so she ended up like giving all the money to charity because she didn't know that she was doing that so whatever they paid her um she just donated it she didn't want the money um but then there was also something else like that too that someone that she performed for so it's very I don't (laughs) It seems like she doesn't have much going on in the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. And she takes pretty much whatever she can get. And it doesn't always seem to be panning out for her. No. I just remember that. Oh, it was terrible. New Year's Eve was, it was bad. It was terrible. It was like embarrassing to watch. I was like, I can't watch her go through this. Yeah, because she's she's genuinely a good singer. Has a great voice. And that was a train wreck. But no, like it's not in any of her, which maybe they control it, but it isn't in any of her stuff that I read about. Because that's one of the things that sticks out to me, like the recent things. Yeah. Was that. But a lot of people um, cite her as an idol. Like a lot of like of the new um, singers, up and coming people say that Mariah Carey was someone that they looked up to, someone that like they always idolized. Um, but I think it's because she really could sing. Yeah. I think sh- she really could. And in a time of, like, not to say Britney Spears can't sing, but she can't. Mm, she can. And so I, people like that looked up to somebody yeah. who really could sing. I don't think she ever got the... I don't know. She must never have been in the right place, right time to keep making good albums. Because you got to wonder, how do some people, how do some of these big names consistently put out, you know, five, six really good albums, and she maybe had one or two really good albums? Yeah. It's weird. She's 50. Damn. Yeah. So not to That's, say she's done. I bet, like, Jennifer Lopez is similar age to her. She is. Yeah. But, like, she, she's rebranded, and, like, she's back on Oh, yeah. On it I would say J-Lo is, like, still doing yeah. great. Yeah. But I mean, how? I don't think she's trying to be anything she's not because she knows she's 50. Yeah. But, like, she's still, like, no. Out there shaking if her If I thing. were to compare them to each other, I'd be like, J-Lo's doing way better than Mariah Carey. Yeah. But I wouldn't say that either one of them had, but like, a does different Does J-Lo path. have kids? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah? She's two. How do you know that? Because her and um, Rodriguez. Oh. That was, like, in the news, and that was interesting. Maybe someone will do yeah. Ew, he has a lot of gross... I, he's an interesting person. Yeah, Max, I think, told me to do him at some point. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. He's got some controversy around him. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, thanks for listening. Those are our tidbits for you. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I hope the outside recording doesn't turn out too bad. Ooh, might not be great, but we'll learn from it. Move we'll on. Learn. The weather's going to be cold soon, so we won't be able to We'll be get, outside. like, a little funnel for around the microphone, so that way, like, wind can't get to it. We'll see. You'll hear the bugs in the yeah, background, though. Yeah, it's fine. All right. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Email us if you want to say things to our not faces. Two girls in Ohio at Gmail. Uh, we're gonna do our best to keep putting out things on Mondays, um, but we're not gonna stress out about it. So no. it's not our day job. We're gonna keep our day jobs for now. Yeah. 
<laughs> Until you guys Until. make us famous enough that we can get some endorsements. Absolutely. Remy was already, he was like, what's your age demographic? You could go after those. <laughs> I was like, that's not going to happen. I'm mm-hmm. going to go still teach. Yeah. But anyways, thanks for listening. All right. See you later. Bye.